Good morning, everybody, and by morning, I mean it's 10.30 in the morning on uh, November 10th, 2022. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on a beautiful day, beautiful fall day here in Maine. I hope it's nice where you are, too. Two days after the midterm elections, to put that into a perspective, and I was thinking it, it, it wounds up that um, so much of all the things we're worrying about the uh, election are, are t- happening in Georgia. Okay, we're waiting for the uh, runoff election now on the, December 6th between uh, uh, Senator Warnock and Herschel Walker. And, uh, you know, we're down in Georgia this morning. We're going to go down to Cartersville, Georgia, and talk to Superintendent Mark Feuerbach. So we've got Georgia in the news here as well to talk about all the wonderful things they're doing down in Cartersville, Georgia schools, which is a pretty, pretty cool district. I know Mark's doing a lot of great things down there for his faculty and staff and students, and we're going to talk about that in some detail and how the community reacts to all that, etc. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. And uh, over there, our brand-new issue of Equity and Access, our online journal, just came out. Okay, welcome to subscribe for free. Just go over there, click on, click on, click, click on the cover, okay, and enjoy a uh, – a wonderful new issue of our magazine, which we are very proud of. We're the only ones focusing on equity and access, all right, in education, pre-K-12. We focus on it. That's all we do, and uh, we hope you get involved with us uh, in all ways. And if you go over to the website, you'll see all the podcasts are over there. It's a link to teacher-retention.com, which is a site we're building for the superintendents and, and district leaders. We can't lose any more great educators. It's that simple. All right, we don't have a pipeline back there, okay? So we're doing everything we can to make make and appreciate teachers and make them feel that they need to stay because we need them to stay. We love educators, okay? We just love them, all right? And also you'll see seltoday.org, which is our web, our resource center about SEL. So without further ado, I hope you go over to ace-ed.org. Let me introduce you to Superintendent Mark Feuerbeck. Hi, Mark. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Larry good here. morning, Larry. Good good to hear from you. Good to be on the show with you this morning. Well, it's a pleasure to be highlighting your wonderful school district. And actually, you can tell them your sports claim to fame. Why don't we start right there? Just start there. Remember <laughs> what I'm talking about? Well, sure. I'm going to give you another one. We are the home of uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor graduated from Carsville High School in 2018 and then went on to, to Clemson and uh, you know also you know now with the Jaguars we also had Ronnie Brown who's older played at Auburn and, and played for many years in the NFL so there's yeah. there's several guys who've gone on so uh, yeah that's our that's one of our many claim to fame I like to say yep. there, there are educational claims to fame as well but those are good sports ones the other one is which is a little sadder note <clears throat> I read about a month ago in the New York Times, that the great uh, pitcher, uh, baseball pitcher Bruce Souter died, and it turns out he lived in mm-hmm. Cartersville. Yeah, did you know yeah, that? I, I did not, all? and I did not. Yeah, but I did, and I did not realize that. Um, so you know, but yeah, he did pass away, and yeah. uh, you know, sad to hear that. But no, I didn't. I, I did not know him. I thought it was a cool Carter. I felt I felt like I knew him better because I know you from Carter. <laughs> when I read that, it was one of those deals. That's you know? funny. It, there you go. That's simple. good. It's true though. You know, there's a little connection there. Okay, it wasn't That's something right. like uh, where where's this place? Okay, I knew it That's well. Right. You're up. You're you now. If I remember correctly, you're north of Atlanta and just below Tennessee, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. We're about yeah. We're about 45 to 50 minutes north of downtown Atlanta, right off I-75, and probably oh. about an hour and. 10 minutes south of Chattanooga, right off I-75. There you go. 
good part of the world. By the way, you, yeah. you just called me sir, which you know you don't have to do. Now I know you're from Fort. <laughs> I know you're from Fort Lauderdale, which no no one ever calls anybody sir down there. Okay, so you have picked up the southern habit. You have picked up the southern. That, that's habit. right. Well, my I, I tell folks all the time too. I had a I had a mom and dad who instilled that in me as well. So, uh, but I would <laughs> try not good. to do that. They good, but don't call me sir anymore. You can call me. I, I work okay. on that. You know that. You know that. That's okay. right. Mark, describe for everybody your school district. Just just demographics, you know, free and reduced lunch, blah, 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 whatever you want to brag about. But Yeah, yeah. No, um, you know, we're a district of about 45, 4,600 students. I think we're at like 4,530 the last time I I checked. Um, you know, we are uh, about yeah, 50%. Yeah, Eddie dropped out. You're 45, 29 now. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we we're about fifty, just a little over fifty percent free and reduced lunch. Um, oh, you know, we are about fifty percent uh, minority combined, and about fifty percent, uh, you know, white. Uh, and uh, you know, just a, I always tell folks all the time, you know, just we have a little bit of everything in our system. Uh, we're a city school system, so we have one primary, one uh, elementary, one middle, one high. Everybody's a purple hurricane uh, from pre-K all the way through uh, their senior year of high school. And we have community support that um, is second to none. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what, what, what the need is. Uh, this community always steps up and supports our system uh, through volunteering, wow. uh, you, know, you know, whatever it may be, financially, volunteering, speaking in a classroom, whatever it may be, um, you know, we, we, we always go with, with that, that strong support. And I tell people all the time, a, a school uh, is, is, a strong, is only as strong as its community, and a community That's is right. only as strong as its school system. And That's right. uh, fortunately here, uh, we, we have a strong community, we have a strong school uh, that both benefit one another well. And why do you think the community support for the school is so great? Okay, talk about you know, that because that that that's that's a question across the whole country. And the thing is, people seem to think that public education isn't working well these days. But yet, when you ask them about their particular district, they usually like yeah. their particular district. You know that, yeah, okay? But they, Cartersville really supports Cartersville schools. You just said that, okay? Mm -hmm. And what what you know, they they like it. They like you. They like yeah, the faculty. I, they like the kids. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, I think it's definitely something that, um, you know, it came way before me. Uh, but, you know, the way this system is set up, you know, being a city system where, you know, you're, you're a, a one, one pre-K, you know, or yeah, pre-K, you know, primary, elementary, middle, high, that by people don't understand if you've never worked in anywhere, anywhere else, you don't realize just how um, positive that that is, because, you know, you, your, your kids are growing up with one another. And so the community and your teachers and everybody are watching these kids right. grow up together, you know, and right. now people may say, well, our primary school, for example, has about a thousand kids. And people say, oh, my gosh, that's so many primary students. You know, <laughs> I, you have 15 kindergarten classrooms. That's a lot. It is a lot. But people would rather have that than have three primary schools where, you know, kids, you know, this side of town, this side of town, mm -hmm. this side of town. The whole town wow. comes together and goes to school together. And schools were uh, the pulse and the heartbeat of communities, and they still should be the pulse and the heartbeat of communities. And by design, um, that has that, that's enabled us to have a lot of strengths. Uh, with that being said, I think that because of that, it attracts people who want to live here. 
they want to work here. And so you put all those things together um, and it just creates an organization that people want to be part of and want to support. Right. I think, I think that's great. And I love what you just said. You know, I, I always I've talked to a lot of districts. I always hear we have five elementary schools, we have nine elementary schools, two middle schools, and all that. But what you just said was very, very important. You're not that you're not some teeny tiny town, okay? You're mm-hmm. a small city, okay? Mm-hmm. But yet you have the one elementary school bringing everybody together, which does in fact build that sense of community. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a very interesting point from minute one. Okay, yeah, Larry, if you I think mean, about it, I'm yeah. sorry. No, you go ahead. Please. No, I was going to say if you if you think about it, you know, if and and I and I, I realize that there it, it's tough to do in, in very large places, but you know, while I go to school on this side of town, or I go to school on this side of town, or I go to school on this side of town, and kids never get to know other kids from other parts, right. sometimes of the same town, and so you know, and things are so big, and and I tell people all the time, the the key, no matter how big a school is, is how how can you make it a small experience for everybody? Well. All of our kids, regardless of, of, you know, where they live across Cartersville, they all are coming to school together to do first grade together, to do second grade mm-hmm. together. Uh, we're in a building project right now where we're building a yeah. brand new primary school, and we've had to reconfigure grades, and we're moving third grade mm-hmm. down, and we're bringing pre-K in. So we're going to have a pre-K to three school. It's going to be large, Larry. It's going to be 225,000 square feet. And people wow. say, oh, my goodness, it's the size of a high school. And it is the size of a high school, but people have to understand – that's what we had as we're a growing community or that's you know, right. just we're kind of the next stop north of people, you know, continuing to move. You know, it's just what happens. People move where there's not as you know much and then it grows and develops and it goes. Up. So we're the kind of the next stop. And so we're building a, a, a school within a school design. So on one side is pre-K and kindergarten, our early learning side. In the middle, they'll share a hub of a, a gymnasium and a cafeteria, et cetera. And then on wow. the other side will be first, second and third grade. And people say, why are you doing that? It's so big. We're doing that because the one thing we don't want to lose is that unity. The one thing we don't want to lose is everybody being a purple hurricane. The one thing we don't want to you know, lose is having that one school where these kids are growing up together. So to deal with our growth, this is what we have to do. So, um, but we're excited about it. Uh, you know, actually that school's going to come off the ground in August of, of next school year. Wow. Wow. That, what, and what, what happens to the current primary school? Well, we're still looking at it. It's about 50 years old, uh, you know, and it's, it's a right baby. in the center of town. It's a baby. I went to school Yeah, we don't want to give up. My school is 3,000 years old. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we're, we're, we're still looking at all of our options, uh, make sure we make the right decision. The land is, is we want to make sure as a city system that we always hold on to the land, so we always have land to play with for 50 yep. and 100 and 200 years to come. Uh, but we're still looking at all options. That's cool. And by the way, you know, anybody who says, well, um, pre-K three, why would it be the size of a high school? Well, it, it, it's still dealing with that same number of kids. That's correct. It's still dealing that with the same number correct. as your single high school does. That's correct. But we do such a good you know? job. The environment is the, the environment at our primary school is you know our earliest learners where you know it's we're really welcoming them in, uh, loving and supporting and. You know, even our primary school right now, it's still big, but we, we find a way to make it feel small and uh, just appreciate the work they do. And, and looking forward to the new building. Okay, it's going to be great. Does it have a name yet? We're, right now we call it the uh, new CPS, but it, it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll, keep that Carswell, it'll keep that Carswell primary school. That's what people, you know, know uh, and love. So we're going to keep that uh, and, and, you know, just leave it as is because we're not going to have two of them. We're only going to have one. 
That's that's great. And you know, obviously, your 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 town is expanding, and everybody likes it. We've talked about that before on air, and between mm-hmm. you and I. And um, I want you to talk about this, and feel free to put in a plug. Use it as a use use the next sentence as an advertisement as you want. You kind of touched on this a minute ago. Okay, there's serious challenges in finding educators. And there's a really mm-hmm. serious challenge in finding really great educators. And I know you have a lot of them already working, all right, in Cartersville. And talk about, A, finding new teachers and, B, teacher retention. And feel free yeah. to uh, advertise so, you, so people can call you and say, I want to work there. <laughs> well, funny story. Um, we were at the beginning of the year. We were playing an away football game in another district, and uh, I had my parents with me, and we were walking, and I, I asked the guy who was kind of manning the gate, because uh, I usually sit on the sideline, off to the side and watch, and I said, hey, I, I don't have a field pass for them, but they're not going to be coming and going. Can they can they walk on here with me? And he said, absolutely. And I said, well, I appreciate you, you know, your help. And he said, and hey, by the way, I may be applying for a job in your district next year. <laughs> and I said, you are. There you and go. And he said, I think so. And I said, well, what do you teach? And he told me the subject. And then I, I, I responded by saying, well, are you, are you good? Because we're, we, you know, kidding. And he best. was like, I think so. I said, well, that's what we're looking for, only the best. And he said, well, I just, I feel I am. And, and he says, you know, even here, uh, you know, we hear a lot about your system and how oh. special it is. And I, I, I mean it. So. I say that I think culture, uh, you know, there is an issue with retention. There, there definitely, you know, is we we know everywhere. there's an issue of, of fewer everywhere. people everywhere. You're absolutely right, and fewer people going into uh, education. With That's that the being big problem. Said, yeah, it is. Um, but with that being said, we 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 continue to uh, build and foster relationships with our higher ed uh, organizations around us. Uh, you know, whether Kennesaw State, Reinhardt. Uh, Dalton State, whoever it may be, they 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 really are, are sending us, you know, some great folks. We do not shy away from student teachers. We embrace student teachers. We Good. love student teachers um, because you know the more that we can get them in the building, and 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 you know, a if something happens with us, great. But b we're helping them maybe go you know somewhere else at the end of uh, their time with us if we don't have you know an opening. Uh, we've created we started our own teaching as a profession pathway at the high school, and so our Good. kids by their third level. We probably have 15 kids at a minimum uh, from our high school who are <laughs> placed uh, in our primary, elementary, and middle school every day of the week, and they're working about three hours in our schools. So you have some kindergarten classrooms, for example, who they may have a teacher, they have a parapro, they have a student teacher, and they have a high school student as part of their third-level class. You have four adults, basically, working yeah. with kids, you know, the, the kind of instruction that we can, you know, accomplish during that time is great. And so, uh, you know, we, that's kind of, we, we, we're very forward thinking of, we can't wait for people to apply for, to us. We are going and, and, <laughs> and, and looking for those best candidates and, and sharing our message and sharing who we are. We have a strong culture. We treat our folks yeah, as you professionals, do. you know, um, I tell people all the time, we're not, we're not worried about being the best school system. We're worried about being the best learning organization, and our context is, just happens to be school. And if we can stay focused on that and we can stay focused on treating our folks as professionals, people will want to stay here and they'll want to That's come right. here. And so knock on wood, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that we have a, a, a bench that is 400 people deep of you know, bus <laughs> drivers and teachers, et cetera. Yeah. But, but I will say this, fortunately right now, 
we're not experiencing some of the the troubles that that other systems uh, face, and I, I just I, I I say I think it's a testament uh, to our it system is. and how our system is. is set up. So it is, and it creating that school culture is really important. And I and I wanted to ask you this, all right, of the of the kids who want to become teachers, and you're you're a good example of this. Are are there any a young men doing that the future teachers tends to be mostly female i still don't understand why okay but it's mostly female I, i've learned that and i, I want to are there people of color that are interested in it? i have a yeah. reason for asking this what, what's it's the a, word on that a, for no it's a teachers? great it's a great question um yeah no and I, as i shared earlier you know we are about uh you know 50 percent white yeah uh, which is great Wonderful. minority about Beautiful. 22, maybe we're, we're probably about 22% Hispanic, about the same, you know, uh, 21, 22% African American, about six, seven percent multiracial, and a little bit of, of of everything else. I say that to say, well, we see that now in this class. We have young men in this class who are Good. aspiring to become teachers. Uh, we have African American students, Hispanic students, Great. white students, and that's what we've shared with our board. Like, if we're going to get really, really serious about our future and about, you know, making sure that, that we're serving our kids the way we need to, um, you know, we need to make sure we're growing our own too, i.e., you know, in, in our teachers. And so, yes, I mean, we tell our kids all the time, like I'm actually tomorrow morning, I think it's the second level teaching class of teaching as a profession. I'm actually going there. Pre- I don't remember what their the topic is. I got to look it up. I have so many meetings <laughs> going on, but they're presenting. They'll present, they, they present to our board of education. Nice. They present to me. They present to the community. Uh, we're doing everything we can to get these kids ready to go on to their four-year, Good. you know, program, and in the hopes of they come back to us. Um, and and yes, sir, it's a reflection of our community, um, and it's a it beautiful is. thing. And looking forward to really, you know, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, you know, seeing you know a diverse working force and some of that can be contributed to the work we were doing with our students when they were fourteen and fifteen and sixteen years yeah. old. That's that's exactly right, and it's it's just so darn important. I always say to people, you know, they, they always uh, people school district superintendents just generically lament the fact that they can't get enough young men in, in, involved and they can't get enough people of color involved. And my answer is always, and it, it has to do with the way we approach teaching from K twelve. We have mm-hmm. to make people won't come back to work in a school if they don't have a good experience when they were in school. Okay. I mean, it's that simple, right. obviously. Yep. Okay. Yep. And and, yep. and if if we understand, you know, engagement and different cultures and how to get people who are Latino, how to get people who are African American, whatever the case may be, okay, how to get that all together, okay, and make them understand this is a wonderful experience and it becomes a, even a more wonderful workplace. Okay, we're going mm-hmm. to help ourselves. All right. Mm-hmm. It's That's right. it's just that simple. All these things are good about Carterville, but as you look from your perch high, high, high in the sky, looking down on the whole district, Mark, okay, where do you see uh, challenges? I know, you know, you and I first met, you're, you're working with Schlechty Center to, you know, do a lot of school improvement, and I think that's wonderful, okay? Of course, mm-hmm. we don't want to ever get to perfect, because we'll never get mm-hmm. there, and if, we're, if we think mm-hmm. we're perfect, we're wrong, okay? As mm-hmm. you look at your school district, Okay, what do you see as the main challenges? Yeah, I think, you know, number one is as we grow, 
how do we continue to maintain, not maintain, uh, how we continue to, well, I will say maintain and improve upon the success that we've had in, in, in the past because we're not going to stay 4,500-ish students. You know, we're going to continue to grow. People are going to you know, yeah. move here. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, how do we continue to do the great work that we've been doing maybe with 1,000 more students, maybe with 2,000 more, whatever it may be. I think that is something first and foremost we have to really think about. I think the second thing we really need to look at, just like everybody has been, you know, looking, you know, coming out of the pandemic, how do we, how do we, you know, really make sure we're addressing learning gaps um, that exist that probably existed yeah. before uh, the pandemic as well. That is something that we always need to be, you know, you know, conscientious of and, 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 and working on. Uh, and I think finally too, um, and this is a challenge that I'm not saying that it's just to us, but to everybody. How do we continue to engage students in a way where we're making sure that we're developing them as critical thinkers? Uh, we live in a world today where we don't want to critically think anymore. We want someone to tell us what to do. Yeah. We want someone to say this, say that, uh, instead of critically thinking and really being able to, you know, think through a problem when, when, Adversity hits. How do we overcome adversity? Um, that is, we, you know, we just recently, uh, one of our, our groups met with uh, industry, business and industry. And it was, okay, what are the things you're looking for? You know, again, mm-hmm. we very very, are, still very rarely are hearing that we need a kid, you know, who aced his calculus test. Or, don't get me wrong. <laughs> none of that's bad <laughs> no. in and of itself. But the I, common things that we hear are, are the I needed, critical thinkers. I have to stop you. If I needed to ace my calculus test, I'd still be unemployed. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I exactly. Be, I would have been exactly. unemployed for the last five years, 50 years. So but, yeah. you know, good grades are important. You know, all, all of that are. is very, very important. But, 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 but we need people who can show up to work on time. They can critically think. They can work collaboratively. They, they, the, those are the things that we continue. Is it a, is it a challenge? No. But can we ever just assume that we've arrived and we're doing the best job of, of that? No, we need to always make sure that we're engaging our kids in that way. Uh, because the hope is in this system that when every kid leaves our system, they're, they're ready for the next step in life. Right. Some kids that Perfect. might be four-year school. Some kids that might be the military. Some kids that might be two-year school. Some kids that maybe work. It's fine. All, you know, everyone has their own passions and dreams. But do we, do we, have, do we have them prepared for that next step? Because if they come back home two months later and it didn't work out, you know, we're, we're, we're part of that, that issue and we need to make sure that we're not part of the issue. So those are just kind of the things that I think of, you know, right now, just looking, you know, six months to six years down the road. You know, and it, it, you've got to be the one to think about it. You're the superintendent and you've got to yeah. look down the road and see what happens. You know, I have a question. You just kind of touched on it, all right, which is yeah. social emotional learning. Or, or, yeah. or at least what we call social emotional learning could be life school skill learning, whatever people want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, there was a little bit of controversy about it, but I think that's kind of dying down, but you just touched on all those skills that kids yeah. need. And, yeah. but all your teachers, and this is what a lament of my, all the teachers are trained to teach subjects. Okay. Nobody's that's trained, right. ever trained. Okay, it's not even the course I don't think anywhere. Okay, to teach social emotional learning, yet every school yeah. district in the country literally puts that as a high priority. You just did. Okay. Yeah. So, well, how do you handle that with, in, 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 with your wonderful teachers? Please don't misunderstand. Terrific teachers. We're asking them to do this. How do we handle that? Yeah. How do you handle that? No, that's it's a. Tough. I'm glad. I'm glad you asked that. And I, and I'll say this too. I I, I think that. 
part of the divide um, that, that, you know, or the, the emotion that we see that comes from that phrase, social emotional learning, is because yeah. people define it differently. Yeah, um, a lot of times I find that, you know, when I see someone who, or speaking with someone who, you know, seems to be questioning it a lot, well, what's your definition? Because everybody seems to define it differently. At the end of the yeah. day, this is what I tell people all the time, from our system, we're, we're focused on improving school culture through positive relationships with students and staff members. And so five years ago, and I will say this too, and I, I, I don't mean to get on the soapbox, but people no. tend to talk about social emotional learning now because of the pandemic. Um, we should not be focused on fostering positive relationships with students and staff members because of the pandemic. We should have been focused on that before the pandemic here, here. as well. Because, here, here. you know, I, we tell our folks all the time, we tell our teachers, when school starts, you know, in August, you, you've got about a week to build that family atmosphere in your classroom. To bring everybody together to focus, okay, this is, whether it's a semester or a year, this is, we're learning together, and this is how we're going to learn together. And, and, and kids do not, I tell people all the time, kids don't care how much science you know the first day of school. They really don't. They really don't even care what's on that syllabus. What they do care about is, are you bought in to help them grow over that next year? And if your Correct. kids can understand that about you, um, you got a shot at having a really good, you know, school year with your students, and you have to build that within your students as well. So five years ago, we ventured out and we began the process of really understanding capturing kids' hearts. Uh, you know, it's a character-based curriculum that's focused on, you know, social well-being, relationship-driven campus culture, and, and student connectedness. Uh, Flip Flippin is the founder of it. Uh, we now have five years later, about 80% of our staff members have all been trained. Uh, not wow. a train-the-trainer type thing, but, but through CKH. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, it has changed, um, you know, the, the pulse of this, you know, this district. Uh, our high school will tell you that, you know, CKH is what helped them get through, you know, the pandemic. Our primary school was a national showcase of the, of, of the year, national showcase school of the year last year. Um, this year, you know, there's a, there's a word of the month that comes out. So we send a, like this month, it's empathy. And so the, a newsletter goes out to our families of things they can be talking about at the dinner table or just are in their home because that's a focus. That, that word is a focus in our schools this month. Uh, but it's also can be a focus, you know, at home as well. But it's not just, you know, empathy and respect, but it's self-direct. Last a month of October, the word was self-direct. Uh, CKH, again, is about building those relationships with each other. Uh, within our classrooms, holding each other accountable, but also accepting responsibility for myself and my actions as well. And um, I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest things that, that I, I've experienced in my time in education wow. and, and thankful that we're, we're do, using it in wow. our system. And by the way, CK, you keep saying CKH. And I just want to tell CK, you Yeah, Capturing Kids Hearts. Thank you. I'm going to make sure everybody understood. You can Google that. Capturing yep. Kids Hearts kids or, hearts. or CKH. Okay. You know, yeah, and there's a lot of great things. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great things out there, a lot of great programs, but but this one has really um, played well, a huge difference in our our system, and I'm glad we did it and committed to it before we even knew what COVID was, uh, because it was the right thing to do, and I think it really helped us through the pandemic as well. Wow, it's really something. I think when you just said it helped you through the pandemic, when you that that's exactly what we're trying to do. We don't want another pandemic, but we never know when the next emergency is coming down the pike. But the point is you're prepared for it. That's okay? right. That's right. And, you know, that's right. all these things they build, it's not just a singular thing, a one-off and you walk away. Okay. Correct. You know, it's an investment. 
and it's investment of teacher time. It's an investment of teacher learning and working with the kids and all that sort of thing. You're doing a good job down there, my friend. I got to tell you, it's really, I think it's just a terrific district you've got down there, Mark. I, I really appreciate do. appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you know, and just keep up the good work. And on that note, how's the football? How are the Purple Hurricanes this year? We are here doing okay. Yeah, we've got our uh, for, we, our other fall sports have, you know, come to an end. Uh, you know, softball went to the playoffs. Cross country did well. Um, but now we've got football starts first round of the playoffs. We have we actually Ooh. play Saturday. We're playing Saturday at 630. Uh, so we're hosting the first round of the playoffs. Excited about that. Our girls competition cheerleading squad competes <laughs> in the state uh, meet on Saturday morning. And They've Great. got a shot at making a, a a good run as well for that state title. So we're looking forward to this Saturday. Well, you had a busy weekend coming up, my friend. Good yeah. luck to your teams, <laughs> I got to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> I Thank you. Great. I really do. Okay, Mark, thanks a million. We'll be back in touch. You know that. All right, Larry. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. You too, Bye my now. friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow. Isn't that great? That's, that's Mark Fjordback, who's the superintendent at Cartersville, Georgia Schools. And uh, I, I, I met Mark through Schlechty Center, who I work with a lot. And we just started talking. And it's just, he just runs a good school district down there. And it's a good example of a small city school district down south doing a good job. Making, making the kids really come out being something, okay? I hope you enjoyed the show. We like to highlight districts like that. If you want your district highlighted, just write me. Uh, just uh, write me at edutalklarry at gmail.com. Okay. And uh, I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. We're going to archive this show at ace-ed.org. And we got our new magazine. This is the magazine up there. Check it all out. Mark, thanks a million. Take care, everybody. 